0: All right. So we are on the eighth episode of Purpose Driven Law. That's crazy. And I would have thought of no better guest than Mr. Alex Valencia for this eighth episode of Purpose Driven Law. I've known Alex for... Beginning of 2018, you were one of the first people I also met in the industry, along with Steve Smith, who you guys will meet later on in another episode, I'm sure. Um, but Alex and I clicked right away, his heart for Christ, his heart for his faith. Adam, obviously in business, he's a rock star, and he's just been somebody who I've really looked up to in my career especially in the legal space. Um, And he's just done amazing things. So if you're new here to Purpose Driven Law, this podcast focuses on leaders within the legal industry who pursue their purpose through their business and their practice and have a faith foundation. Um, So with that being said, Alex, why don't you share with us a little about, a bit about yourself and we do web um go for it
1: awesome well thank you so much for having me Amy it's a pleasure it was great meeting you way back at Starbucks with Steve Smith yeah. and you know it's uh amazing to see how far you've come along what you've built the hustle that you've gotten how mature you've grown I mean you know I I know Steve Smith I know the work that you've put in to get where you are so I've got to applaud you and you know I'm sure you didn't do it alone but you know wh- whether it was through faith that I know you're strongly feeling feel about um I've been fortunate to meet your husband too so so happy and, and proud and honored to be part of your life and in a relationship with you um you know uh through long-term friendship and in business and as colleagues so thank you so much for having me
0: oh of course of course that's very kind of you to say. Um, so why don't you share with the audience uh, a little bit about yourself, share with us what your business is all about and, um, what, yes.
1: Yeah, so, um, thank you again. So I'm Alex Valencia. I've been in the industry going on 17 years. I've been very fortunate to be in this, um, as a pioneer starting off really early on in the whole legal marketing space, um, digitally, uh, you know we started off as a content marketing agency back in 2009 as a fluke um just you know something that kind of fell in our laps and we were able to get in at the right time and continue growing and building amazing relationships um and building what was called we do web content at the time since we've expanded our services we just reduced it to we do web but we were the leading content marketing agency for for uh law firms since 2009 creating Millions and millions of words and thousands of pages of content throughout hundreds of legal websites throughout the years, helping people get cases, helping people get help, finding a personal injury lawyer, family, or immigration lawyer, whatever it is, whatever you searched on Google, it was potentially some of the content that we wrote. And we've expanded to more marketing where we partner with people to do SEO and paid search. So we're helping law firms continue growing organically and, you know, reverse engineering and working with Google to see how we get the leading law firms, you know, mostly personal injury, but other law firms as well on page one to continue helping users or anyone who's been in an accident or anyone looking for a lawyer, immigration lawyer, family lawyer, estate plan lawyer to get found on Google Um and you know, just expand those services. I've been fortunate enough to to travel, going to a lot of these conferences, and you know, at first exhibiting, and now just kind of showing up. Uh, was invited to speak hundreds of times at at different legal marketing conferences. But here we are, 17 years later, continue growing, continue helping law firms, continue helping the end user, and you know, adapting to any new technological changes. And continue growing, just hoping and praying that, that we continue to have a, a presence and a, a huge um, position in in this market for, for years to come.
0: Yeah, I, I just want to highlight on that word, word, helping. Like, if you don't know Alex and his team, Alex and his team, I think, give away too much free information um, because he's just always such a willingness to help that's like one of the biggest things that I've um that I've seen Alex and his team do throughout the years is just like a helping hand helping a device because I really see and feel that you guys truly do care from a different perspective and a different approach than traditionally a lot of other businesses do in our world um, which is really just different and refreshing to see. Um, and I also love it when Alex is speaking at conferences, because you know that he hasn't prepped or prepared at all. He is just like, you <laughs> can at it. And he turns out to just be amazing because he can just wing it. And yeah. So sorry, Alex, I gave away your secret. <laughs> no,
1: it's, I mean, I guess there's a certain confidence level to knowing, right? Your audience yes. and knowing the yes. know, subject matter. But uh, <laughs> it's funny because I've been to conferences where I've prepared this whole presentation and I get, I get these, I still get anxiety and nerves going up on stage. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just redo it and do it all different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, just exactly. depending
1: on how I'm reading the audience, right? Like how did the first speaker go before me or, you know, who's coming up next? I, I just have to change it. So they get some, yeah. you know. You always want someone to get a gold nugget out of it.
0: Yeah, let's talk about like the flow. I think just a lot of people struggle with being in flow, um, especially when they're talking about business or business relationships or anything professional. Um, what's like your secret to just staying in that authentic flow state? Because I think that's one of your superpowers. Um, to be honest with you.
1: I don't know. I think there's a calmness to knowing and being competent about the material, you know, right. At this Mm -hmm. point, I know the industry, I know my client base, I know my product and I know my service and I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So when you know, and you have faith within yourself, other than any spiritual faith, um, you know, things, things work. I also, am a very structured person, right. I I live my life with a specific Mm -hmm. structure that I'm annoyed if I get out of it, but I think that helps, Everything flow, right? Like, you know, every time I, I add something new to my agenda or day to help make myself better, make life better, make family better, make work better, um, it enhances me, right? It's what what can I do differently every day to continue in that flow so it doesn't become, I don't become complacent, it doesn't become redundant, mm-hmm. and always changing, always growing. Mm.
0: What are uh, kind of some tips and tricks that you could share? Because I know that we've, we've had endless conversations about yeah. like, our routine, our morning routine, our fitness routine, you know, diet, all that good stuff. But like, it's, it's not different. It just translates differently into the business because obviously it's like a different structure. And so what are kind of some key elements that you go into your day of business that Make like a good flow routine routine for you?
1: Um, so my daily routine, and I try to keep it up as much as I can when I'm traveling, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very easy to fall out of whack. Um, but I wake up first thing I do is I thank God. Um, you know, that's the first thing. Thank you so much for the breath. Thank you for, you know, me being here, allowing me another opportunity to to be better, to to grow, to change somebody's life, to do something different. To just if I'm traveling to see a new place and, and meet new people. Um, but you know, just as simple as, you know, being thankful and grateful in the morning. Um, then from there I, you know, open up my Bible app and, and start my morning prayers and meditations. Um, you know, I I just give my first hour to God. Um and and to me that's important, right? I I, I feel guilt or shame if I don't because that's that's the reason I'm here, I believe. So for me to allow that and do that. Um, what I've added recently too is uh you know, either during that or whole thing, I do an hour fasted walk, mm. um, preferably outside. Um, so I'm getting that sunlight and feeling nature and and getting that involvement alongside with the spirituality. so the physical one, the spirituality um, kind of going together has helped a lot. It's actually, enhanced in so many different ways right it's just changed my business day the structure it takes a little bit longer to get started in my work day but it's fine because i'm just so much more productive i feel so much better about myself after doing that so the hour fasted walk and then finally feeding myself and then um i do the gym after that so i'll I'll, I'll go and do an hour facet come home eat and then i'll weight train for about an hour and a half which to me is spiritual mental and physical um I mean, think. I mean, we, you know this, Amy. So I think taking care of yourself, right? And everybody talks about this, right? You do, you boo, right? I think there's a real meaning behind that, as opposed to, hey, just go and live your life and do Willy lily and do whatever the heck you want. It's mm-hmm. take care of yourself, right? Do, do, think of you first, and 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 take care of yourself, so you can start bringing out what's best of you into the world. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of my routine and everything follows that structure on a daily basis. And I love it. I love structure. I like to do it every single day. And, and I know at the end of the week, the Sunday will be my day off and I kind of get to relax other than, you know, giving my hour to God in the morning. Um, everything else is just a relaxing day and I, I do it over again. It's, it's, I, I'm a creature of habit.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Creature of habit. hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's definitely this has been a big talkative discussion in my like personal relationships that I've been having. And it's like the term of being selfish, right? Like I do think that our society and culture has bred this yeah, narrative of like the whole self-love movement, like the selfish movement, that kind of thing. But like when you talk about it, you're you're the most important thing that you need to focus on and that you're responsible for. But I think that culturally and um, culturally the narrative is self-love and focusing on yourself to be selfish because you're the number one important thing. But in actuality and in truth is the reason why we focus on ourselves and this whole quote-unquote self-love or selfish things that we need to do to fill ourselves is because when our cup is full, that's when we can give and pour out and fill other people's cups because we are running on our elite level. We have things in check for us. We have things in line for us. And that allows us to perform at peak levels, Mm -hmm. which allows us to help other people. And especially from like a entrepreneurial entrepreneurial um, position, you're not just responsible for like you, your wife, or your kids. You're now responsible for your whole organization and their families. And so, making sure that you're in a good routine, both physically, mentally, spiritually, and being selfish in those areas for yourself. So that you can be selfless to other people and other people in your community and in your company and um, your family, so on and so forth. So I think that's a um, a topic that that's pretty important to sit and reflect yeah. on and understand what that means to you and what you're doing for yourself and how that's spilling over into other people. It was in your business and so on and so
1: forth. Right. Agreed. And I think that kind of selfishness comes with maturity, right? Because if I can think back to my younger days when, you know, before kids, after kids, even during kids, I was a different selfish type of person. Right now, as you get older, a maturity level, you've accomplished things, you've seen different things, you've experienced different things. The selfish level is more of a spiritual internal selfishness that you're doing. Hey, I just need my me time so I can be a hundred percent better for everyone else around you. So it's not a negative selfish. It's a, you know, obviously a positive self love selfishness that you need to take care of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, another thing I, I started adding recently, which is funny and it might seem crazy to other people is because I've been training so hard and, and walking and I've been thanking my body parts, right? Like, Hey, thanks feet. Thanks legs. Thanks for holding me up. Thanks for, you know, holding you holding in down for this 45 minute sprint or jog that we were doing, right? Thanks for staying together, and not getting your back hurt or anything like that. Just it's it's just weird gratefulness, right? So much comes from thank you and, and being grateful that uh that if you practice it um, as opposed to practicing the negative, um, you know, oh man, my body hurts. You thank them for not hurting. And and you know, it's everything's a practice. You can either practice negativity or you can practice positivity.
0: 100%. And I totally agree with you there. Um I think this shifts really well into our next into my next question. Um you've touched on them, but why don't you share with us what your core values are in personal and professional? And how do you ensure that you are living up to those standards both in your business and professional or and both in your business and personally sorry
1: um all right that's a huge question so i'll start with personal because it right that that spills over into everything if it wasn't i wasn't a human i was a personality if i didn't have myself it wouldn't spill into anything else so personally core values you know family is first um i love family i i, I love my spirituality and um, and my foundation in God from very early on, um, you know, my, my father taught me, um, you know, I remember reading the Bible and better with him in Spanish early on in my life and just be having this love and, and true faith from early on. So I've never really struggled with that, um, fortunately for me, because I know that's a struggle for a lot of people. But for me, it's always just been second nature. It's just that that's just what I believed in. And, and there was never a question about it, no matter what no matter what obstacles I was in. So that spirituality, family. um, And that spills over, you know, into generosity, right? Like, uh, I I think I'm generous with my time. You you mentioned um, giving away a lot of free information. I, I think of people when they come to me as what if it was my brother, what if it was my mom or somebody, I know that I love searching for information and somebody was you know, sorry, we can't help you because you either can't afford it or you just don't. Like, uh, I love giving people the whole blueprint. Like, look, man, you probably can't afford it, but here's absolutely everything you have to do, whether you go out and do it or not. Here it is. Here's all the resources. You can go and find it. You could try to figure it out. And then when you're ready to go, we can help you out. And then just email me or text me whenever you need help. Like, uh you know, for me, my dad taught me that early on. Um, you know, he was an entrepreneur and he helped a lot of people. He was very giving, giving to a fault where he lost everything. But, you know, that was that that generosity of, of giving of that. Um, and financially, it's easy to get right. It's easy to make money, I think. Um, so to give it back, you know, take people out, show them that is, is important. Um, when it comes to the business, it spills over because it's obviously the generosity and time and and, and resources to helping people that typically couldn't do it on their own or, or, or could afford it. But also when we take on clients, we, we do carry that, that burden that, um, and want to strive and do better for them because we are thinking them as family. It's like, man, we're responsible for this person's business. And this person's business helps pay for their employees, helps their families, helps put their kids to school. Um, you know, any stress that I can take away from them doing that, right? Like, know, businesses and entrepreneurship could hurt marriages. They could hurt other relationships, partnerships. So if we can remove that stress, obviously, there's a cost associated with it. But the passion that we have and our team does to really become a partner and a family member to a lot of our clients to make sure we're really devoting the time to them is truly important to me, right? Like, that's why we only take on so many clients um, that we can really support because it's important to us that we can devote our time into everything that we're doing, all aspects of their marketing that we're working on to help them enhance, make their lives better. Um and you know, I kind of just answered a question that I've wondered forever, like, what is it you guys do? We don't just sell content, SEO services and marketing. We help, you know, balance and change people's lives.
0: I love that. I love that answer. How question, how many clients do you guys take on at a time? What's your bandwidth?
1: Um, so we, but, well, but so I started this business alongside my wife, Yvette started the business. And then I came on shortly after and started mm-hmm. doing the business development. So the, the business was built for scale because we're content. First and foremost, we're a content agency. So content's like the backbone of every marketing strategy. You got to be able to develop a lot of content, especially in a competitive space, like personal injury or mass torts. Content's really the content key when people king. searching. Content <laughs> is king. So um, we've always developed that for, for our clients um and and business partners. So we have three different types. We have a, a business strict to business partner relationship, and then we have partner relationships um with our with our SEO team um, to be able to provide a full-scale product for people. On the SEO and content side, we have a limited um uh, bandwidth where we're only gonna take on like you know, 10 or 12 clients per year. Um, usually we retain those and, um, you know, it's it's been really, really good for us. So we're trying to grow that side more, but we also have really good partner relationships where we're the content team for a lot of other SEO firms and a lot of law firms that have their own internal teams too. So for us, it's, it's good to scale, but on the full marketing scale, when we're fully responsible, we only want to take on a handful of clients.
0: Well, cool. That's good to know. Um, yeah, it's, it, when I ask this question to people about their core values, it's always just so similar in having the similar values within your personal life and your professional life, because they're just so intertwined, especially when you're an entrepreneur, your, your business is your baby and it's like an extension of you. Right. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I want to be
1: the kind of guy that, you know, if you hire me, we can go have a coffee together, we can have a drink together, we can have break bread, right? It's not Mm -hmm. someone where it's like, oh, we're just doing a service. Um, You know, we don't want to work. There's a lot of crazy egotistical personalities in this industry, too. So we only want to work with people
0: that appreciate
1: it. And are we going to reciprocate that relationship, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, whenever I, I work with somebody new, it's just always giving them the preface of like. This isn't just going to be a one-time thing. The amount of energy that's invested emotionally and like everything that goes behind a project, like it's not worth it to me, and it's not worth it to you right. if this is going to be one dance. Because if, if that's what it is, then I don't think it's a good fit. And you know, I I'm sure it's similar for you too. Um, yeah, yeah. To you want to and- build
1: long-term relationships. Like we recently got a client that came on. Um, and I remember writing, you know, our team writing content for him eight or nine, 10 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he came back. A lot of people have always just come back, they, they, um, you know, for our help. So it's, it's, it's amazing. You, you just got to build those relationships and and know that, Hey, I'm here for the long run and here to help out.
0: Yeah. What, what would you, cause you're, I think you're, very humble on just how successful you and InVet have been over the years, but what have been kind of the number one thing that you attribute to your success? And we do web.
1: Um, You know that I, I get that question. A lot of people don't believe it. I think we blinked our eyes one day and and had this amazing success. And yeah, I think I put in work. I I went to conferences, I put in the time. Um, But I know the amount of work that you've done. I know the amount of work that Steve did. I know the lateless late late nights that you guys put in, in hours of cold calling and reaching out to people and doing that. I never did that. It was never my personality. So sometimes I wake up and I blink my eyes and I'm like, "Oh my god, at what point did this happen?" And I and and that goes back to my faith. It's like I didn't do this right. Like it it just all of a sudden happened and it was there. Um, hopefully it had a lot to do with, you know, how I am and because I am the way I am. But uh, I attribute it all to God. There was a purpose that this was given to me so I can fulfill a higher purpose to help other people to do something. And it might sound wacky to other people, but I I believe it. I strongly believe it. Like I I just mm-hmm. from the bottom of my heart, there's no way this wouldn't happen without God. And and yeah. I that's just I mean it it goes to the core. like I honestly am not smart enough to have done and built this. um, mm-hmm. and it, it you know it it was from a higher power, obviously, manual work, right? Shit just doesn't appear out of nowhere, right? but mm-hmm. it it didn't come from. Anything that I did, I think it came because, you know, that there's a there's a reason and something that we have to fulfill and do beyond it. Um, You know, obviously, our team is amazing. We have an amazing team, talented team uh, that's done a good job bringing on people and hiring people and training people to do the jobs they do. And we have the best team out there and they're helping fulfill what that dream and what that um, the purpose of what our agency is.
0: What would be. could you give like an answer to what you think that purpose is for you just bigger than just helping people like what what would you define your I mean other than helping
1: our clients um you know personally we're responsible for a lot of people right like uh, you know i I took on my parents on an early age um been supporting them um my brother started a business you know we've been guides and helping him with his business um you know we're we're advocates and help the i hate i hate talking about some of the philanthropy stuff because it doesn't where um we like giving back to single moms and and the homeless um yeah. I just think there's a, there's a bigger power and I, I just hate talking about it. Cause I don't, what you do with your left hand, you don't tell the right. So I don't yeah. publish it. I don't talk about it. Um, but you know, other than our clients, there's a lot that our company does to give back, um, because of those opportunities. Um, and I'm, and I'm a bougie as hell. Like I love having nice things. Obviously I've, I've accredited myself to, to get giving back to myself <laughs> as well. Your
0: sneaker collection. Um,
1: my sneaker collection, <laughs> you know, just watch the jewelry. You know, I, I, I've definitely given back to myself. And it's funny because sometimes I'll, I'll feel guilty about it um, just because, uh, you know, you, you don't take a lot of that with you. And I'm like, damn, what could I have done, right? Like some of these yeah. times that we've been at, you've been present at some of these clubs where we're at, you know, I've, I've dropped a couple thousand dollars on bottles, helping somebody else pay. but. Some of these yeah. lawyers and other people have dropped thirty, twenty thousand dollars 20000 $40,000 night out. I'm like, oh, my God, you know how many people we could yeah, have fed with that money? And it I just know. went away to nothing. And yeah, well, everybody's having a good time. But yeah. I, I, it's hard to not leave there and think, damn. Oh, that could have gone, but I'm sure they're giving back and, and, and doing stuff too. It's just, it's just you. a hard little small. I
0: feel you. Well, I'm, I'm allowing you the grace to share what kind of, uh, um, uh, organizations that you're involved in because a big part of this podcast is, you know, helping and supporting and filling other people's cups. And, and, you know, I talk a lot about Rwanda and Glenda on the other week. But the more that we share and what we're involved in, the more other people can participate and be a part of the the, the giving and the vision. Um, what particular organizations are you a part of, if you don't mind? Uh, me so
1: ask? one of them like- actually, Dina Joseph introduced me to one time. She invited me and my boys to <clears throat> a homeless um, shelter in Fort Lauderdale. And she's like, let's go help and feed the homeless in, on a Sunday and so we did we went with kids and i'm like i put all this clothes together and all this stuff and i had a few hundred bucks on me whatever and we went i'm like man this is and it's so funny because i was doing my bible app and um a verse came up and it said uh yeah i, I don't want to butcher it but basically it said something because of the blessings that you've gotten i urge you to give to the homeless and help single mothers and Um, I, I'll have to find a verse so you can add it to the recording, but I still have it saved on my phone and it was like, oh my God, this is a sign. All right, cool. So I started talking to some of the people there and I already had it in my mind. It would be a cool idea if there was a bus or an opportunity for homeless people to go in and bathe, shower and wash their clothes. So I'm talking to this homeless lady who had just given a few hundred bucks for, she was telling me her story. Um, she was a Christian lady. She had helped all these other single moms that had been thrown out had domestic, you know, because of domestic violence or something. And they were living in this tent space for a long time. So she pulled her out, got her a job, got her a condo, got her all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. What can I do more to help out? I love what you're doing. So I connected with her and it so happened the lady, she got a job. She got her a job in this company called shower of love and it's buses that go out into homeless communities and you can go and wash your clothes and bathe. So wow. every time we got a client, we would, you know, donate the money. Um, so they can go out into different homeless communities and, you know, plant the bus there for, for the day. So everyone can go and get ready. Um, and I'll get you the accurate name. Cause I, I think that, that's, that's gotta be the name but um yeah, and cool. then the other one is through church um I don't know why single moms have always been important to me but um you know because I both, both my parents were together but I know the importance I know how hard it can possibly be um through church we uh we help get cars and and home, homes for single mothers um that's great and and that's just that's just one of the uh the, the groups at church it's not an actual like um. Okay.
0: I, or I think they're the name to the company
1: organization it's just yeah. you know how do we help out and, and do that
0: wow that's really cool um yeah the showers for love thing I would love to get connected and learn more about that um that's a really cool initiative um yeah because wasn't your your mom you said that your dad was sick but I remember you telling me your your mom was kind of like the one who you know steered the ship when you guys were growing up and
1: yeah, so my dad was gone a lot. He traveled a lot, um, was away in business. And then, you know, my mom had to hold the house down. Um, you know, and when he'd come back, it would be awesome having him and stuff, but he got sick early on in life, right. Just living a bad lifestyle. Um, so he was, he had his first triple heart attack, you know, bad heart attack when he was in his thirties after almost being killed in a car accident, which is huge. He got he was in, he was hit by a car and then blew up in the air and then hit by another car. And it was never really the same again, just as he was falling, the other car broke his head open, oh, <laughs> broke no. both legs then lifted up in the air thrown and then landed on the other car. Both cars, you know, oh. sped away and, and left, you know, they, he never got, you know, which is why we're in person yeah. Um, was never was just left to die. No one, you know, there was never any recovery or anything like that. Um, Eventually, we had to leave uh, town and then move, we moved to South Florida. But yeah, man, my mom is a hard worker. She she held it down for years when my dad was sick and couldn't work. I was a janitor with both my parents when, since I was 11 years old, we were cleaning offices and office buildings. So I would leave school. I was bad at school. So I, you know, I was working most of the time with my parents. So I didn't really do a lot of homework. So I'd leave school, meet them at, uh, uh, they'd pick me up, we'd go home, meet, and then Worked till about one, two in the morning, cleaning offices all over the place. And then my mom would wake up early and either go to a factory job or, or to clean houses. Um, but yeah, man, mom held it down. And, uh, you know, she's living with us and my brother now, um, you know, trying to keep her healthy and change that unhealthy mindset, keep her around longer.
0: How old were you when that accident happened with your dad?
1: Seven and uh i remember all the bloody clothes and everything it was uh, they i remember my mom picking me up from school and saying we gotta get you out of school your dad was in a bad accident he was, it was mm-hmm. there for months i remember the hospital was on a hill in montville new jersey it was a beautiful hospital um but it was funny because i always feared losing my dad It was always like there was always a fear like if he'd travel if he'd go if i left for school i'm like oh my god if i come back if i'm gone at school i can't go to school today because if i go to school today I might not come home and my dad might be gone. So I always lived with that crazy fear. It's funny. I'm reading this really good book called uh, uh, Disruptor by T.D. Jakes. And it ties into a lot of uh, really cool information regarding the things that you go with and how it affects you when, when you try to go to school as a child.
0: Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty wild. Seven years old. Then you know, just having to almost grow up very, very quickly, and now be kind of the man of the house when your dad is recovering, and you know, now working as a janitor at eleven with your mom. Like you, growing up quick.
1: Yeah, me. yeah, it was growing up quick. It's good though. I think that's what's shaped who I am, right? I think that that's the work ethic I have. Um, the belief system I have, the faith that I have, um, Mm -hmm. you know, things just kind of sometimes it's easy to shake them off your shoulder, right?
0: Yeah. That's like a lot of, that's a common thread with entrepreneurs or people. Like, I wouldn't say that you and I are normal people. Like I am not a normal person, Yeah, Uh, you know, other people in my bucket, but like, it's just that knowing from when you were super young that you weren't meant to be average and you were meant for so much more and like the common grain just didn't feel right with you. Like I was I was always bad at school, but like I had tutors that I would go to because I'm like, I just wanted to excel so bad. But I'm wow, as awesome. a person to like, pick up something right away in school, I always had to just like really, really extra eager beaver try. But, you know, it was always like the extra things for me and just, you know, starting new business ventures when I was like in grade nine or grade 10. Yeah, that's awesome. University, just like always wanting to be my own boss and that kind of stuff. And just you know, you know that from very, very young age, you're just destined to do more and be more. And it's like, like you said earlier on that spirituality concept in your life, like nobody had to push you to believe in that. Like, I feel when I was younger too, like I just have such a heart for Jesus. I've just always known that from when I was super young and I thought everybody's was friends with Jesus. And so, and like, I left my little Christian bubble. I'm like, I would just like talk to people on my first day of high school that was like, so you guys were to church on Sunday and just like people looking at me <laughs> in the eyes. I'm like, Oh, so this isn't like, like a thing. And <laughs> just like getting into the, getting into the, the actual world. I learned very quickly just how sheltered and, um, that I would just say like lost that people. Yeah. On. It's, you know, having that true with that, such a young age just sets you up for like another level of confidence and resilience when you're entering into this crazy, crazy world. Um, and just knowing the truth about yourself. And I feel like when you have that, that truth and understanding in that relationship with like your higher power or Christ or whatever you want to label that as, trying new things and being a leader in a front is something that's not scary because you know that like you're not really in control god is and who and if he's put you in this position to be a leader to try this then you know how can you fail right like and then if you end up failing then it's just not meant for you and you can roll the ball in a different direction you just try try another route. But yeah, that's cool. Um I think you and I have a very similar um similar understanding and, and experience in that in that uh situation. Yeah. But, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and you know at one point like like you said when you got into high school, there's a certain you know, you, you might be thought of as naive or living in a bubble, but there there was really nothing. There was an innocence in that bubble. And, you know, I remember like people being, you're too nice. Right. So for me, it was always like, you know, growing up, I went to my high school reunion uh, last Friday and I, I thought I'd go there. No one would remember me or anything like that. And they had, you know, you, you repress all these different uh, feelings and thoughts of everything, but it was like I think everyone had a really good time knowing me. And right? I think I I helped change people's lives for a difference just because I feel like I always had a good heart. Right. I, I think I was like the friendliest person. You know, I, I wasn't I didn't want anything from anyone. I just wanted to be right. Just just be present. I wanted to be included and uh it was it was a cool situation and just kind of going back to that bubble like I don't want anyone, whoever's listening to this in the outside world, that probably doesn't have the same spirituality or the same um, foundational spirituality that comes from that we live in this non-existent bubble of of fairy tale. Because I've been told that before by by a really good friend. He's still a good friend. He's like, <laughs> "How do you believe those fairy tales?" And I'm and I'm like, you know, I'd rather believe in in what I believe and and know that I can push my burdens aside and and li- live freely. Mm Then not believe in thinking I have to handle everything on my own.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And, you know, if if you don't believe the same way, believe, believe the idea that you don't have to carry burdens, you don't have to carry shame. You can break the chains, whatever it is in your life that you are carrying on, that your parents or your grandparents or anything, right? It can be a sickness, it can be healthy, it could be an addiction, it could be a thought process. It's so much easier to break those chains. And, and you know, habits are, are broken within uh, consistency and persistency, right? It doesn't happen suddenly, but it happens gradually, but you have to put the work in. Um, and all that happens through faith in something, right? Like whether you say you believe or not, there's faith in something. Um, and you know, I just encourage people to, to pick, find that what what that something is for them so they can continue growing and and not have to carry anything that that might be burdening them.
0: Mm, I love that. I agree with all of that. What is your definition of faith?
1: being able to know that believing without seeing Mm -hmm. um you know when you when you told me that that was going to be the question it was funny because we had this question in in bible study and so many people had so many analytical responses and i don't even have analytical responses i just have it right like i i I don't know if i was born with it or it, it just was put into my mind so early on in life that I just had faith. It's hard for me to define. I just have it. It's it's just part of me. I have faith in so many things, right? I just, but I have faith that I don't have to do it alone. I've never done it alone. I know that I'm a purpose-driven person because I was put here for a plan, whether it's a small plan in somebody else's eyes and a bigger plan in God's eyes. I, I just... I just have it. I was born with it. It's it, it's just part of who I am. So I can't really give you an answer. It's just I have it. I have faith, and and I, I guess the simplest forms is just believing in and and knowing that if it's meant to be, it's going to happen for me or mm-hmm. anyone around me.
0: Yeah, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and everything happens in perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Like my mantra. Um. Yeah, that's great. Um. So last question is i actually got this question from um jess miller um is i love jess i know she's great if you could go back to 2010 and and give yourself one piece of advice what would it be 2010
1: Man, that's a good one.
0: I know I didn't share that with the list of questions. No,
1: it's a, it's a good one. Um, man, I immediately think. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you two answers: a personal and a business. Yeah. So business wise, uh, be more strategic. Um, you know, be careful, you know, just trusting everyone, right. Just, you know, have things in writing, um, you know, cause we had ups and downs, right. There was a pivotal moment on where we were really high up and, you know, a, a, uh, just a it's, it's the business world, right. So you, you can't hold anybody personal for, for the decisions they make, but, um, you know, we had like, uh, somebody pull out a big opportunity pull out and we had to restart right reimagine everything which is good which is why we are here now and less dependent on on other people for for our business personal 2010 older my kids right now 16 15 so that was what 15 years ago 13 years ago um don't look so bored when you're around your kids i have video and and i still regret this i, I uh um we have video and we laugh about it all the time of me spending time with the kids. And the look on my face was like, I wish I was somebody somewhere else. And now they're, they're almost gone. And I look back and I'm like, damn, I I still remember those moments. I remember the good moments, but I remember thinking about work or worrying about work and being home right now, you know, instead of being present in the moment and enjoying those little kids on my time with them and teaching them something or something. I was worried about what was I going to do and build and leave for them and not spending time with them Where all that mattered was those moments that I'll never, ever get back. And I'm sure every dad, every parent regrets those times that they didn't spend with their kids. But really once you do it and they're almost gone, you look back and like, oh, I want to redo it. I just want a moment again to where I can pinch those cheeks and grab them and just be there and sit down and play Legos or watch, the Mickey Mouse Club or something with them and just be present and smell them again and feel that babiness and that innocence all over again. Um, and even though we have a great relationship with our kids right now and spend a lot of time with them, there's just not getting back there. So spend more time with your kids, be there, be present in the moment. Work's Work's going to be there tomorrow, right? Uh, don't worry about tomorrow when you can, there's so many things to worry about today. Um
0: that's it. Wow, great answers Alex. I'm sorry <laughs> for putting you on the spot. Oh no, no, it's good. I'm
1: glad. <laughs> hey, this is therapeutic getting all this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, good. I I always say to my husband, I'm like if I could go back, I would go to school to be a therapist or a psychologist or something like that. I feel like I would really rock that career. Oh, for sure. But, for sure. you know, life had different plans. Life had different plans, so and I'm, I'm grateful. But that uh, that kind of concludes for our episode for today. Um, thank you for being such a trooper and answering all my questions and spending some part of your afternoon with me. Um, what's the next conference you're going to be at?
1: Um, man, I'm I'm taking a break. I'm uh, been fortunate <laughs> to uh, have Dina around, who's ta- uh, taken a huge interest in our agency and our company and being a brand ambassador and and I'm sending her on more stuff. It seems like people love her and she's, she's putting a positive light out there in the world yeah. and doing her thing. So I'm going to give her an opportunity to help build this for a little while. Um, you know, there are a few that I don't miss. Pilma I went to, I'll, I'll definitely do business of law. Cause, uh, you know, I'm really, I, I know I love Harlan and I know Harlan's putting that together with, uh, um,
0: that's in Arizona, right?
1: Yeah, the Arizona business of all definitely do that in November. And then October, Mass towards made perfect. But I think I'll I'll have Dina kind of go in and, and hang out at the other ones and spend more time here at home.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, where can people find you? You also have a podcast of your own. So share with our listeners about that.
1: Yeah, we have the We Do Marketing Hour. I think we're rebranding it. Um we don't know yet. Uh, we have a couple names out there, but the We Do Marketing Hour is one that you can find on Apple, um, but you can find me, Alex, at wedoweb.com. Um, our website's doweb.com really easy. Um, but you can find me there, text me, call me if you need any help, have any questions on anything marketing. Uh, I'd love cool. to chat. I can talk for hours about it.
0: Cool, cool. I I have no doubt that you can. <laughs> Um, All right. So again, thank you, you guys, for tuning in. Remember, you can find this podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple, and also our YouTube channel at Purpose Driven Live.